The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host Loving That Sports Talk. i co-host Terry Jackson. TJ, are you there? I'm here, love. And we got, you know, we got our other host, Galen Saxon. You know, Galen? I'm here. How are you guys doing? Galen, you, you sound to make me wonder. You know, me and Terry were like, where is Galen? Where is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had we got stuff going on last best. week. <laughs> then we got another best friend from San Diego, all the way from California, Eric Glover. You know, Eric? Yeah, I'm doing. How you guys doing today? What's up, What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? We're going to start off, you know, we talk NBA later because I can't wait to get on that about what's going on. But we want to start off training camp by ready to start. There's a lot of players that not, might be in. You know, I want to know what you guys feel about, you know, these guys holding on to his contract because last year Matt Forte of the Bears told the Bears that, you know, he's going to play, you know, they're going to work his contract out. Then he ended up getting hurt. Now the Bears don't want to pay on what he is. Should players play like Matt Forte did, and then play them, they get hurt. They don't want to give them the money. What do you guys think? Well, I think it's up to that player. Uh, you know, it's you know, you're taking a chance every time you get out there on that field to suit up um, that you could get injured, um, and that's why a lot of you guys are holding out because you know they're not making enough money to you know to take care of things, and they don't want to take that chance. So. Um, after all the discussions you and I have had, love, about guys holding out and contract situation, I'm starting to understand a little bit better now. <laughs> so I, I kind of agree with them. Yeah, I know. What uh, happened to Matt Forte, I mean, it's a business, you know. I mean, there's the, you know, there's some loyalty that you can show to the team and stuff, but that right there, you put yourself in, harm way on, in harm's way on every play. And so it's, it's just a matter of time before you get hurt, especially at his position, which probably has the shortest lifespan in the, in professional, you know, football. And so you could, because you almost get hit on every play. So, you know, running backs for sure need to make sure that they do not play unless they actually have the contract that's fair for both them and their team. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Oh, go ahead, Galen. No, you go ahead, Glove. Oh, no, I was going to say I agree with both of you guys with what you have to say. You know, you have to remember First and foremost, it's a business, and like you said, and TJ said, the window is small. So you have to make sure you secure your future, however long that is in the, in the NFL. So if you're un, not under contract, you shouldn't you shouldn't be out there on the field because you only remember for your last play. And if you're not performing, they will let you go. They don't keep you for being a good guy; they keep you for performance. So 
They should always make sure they're under contract. Hey guys, I just got a text. Do me a favor when you when you get your answer, say your name because a caller, the listener said they want to always have a question for a different person, but they don't know who you know saying it. So you know, say your name. So whoever they want to get on, so they won't get on my, me. You know, <laughs> you're the main one, love. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna say anything long as to guess what Galen says, you know. <laughs> but but guys, what you saying is, and what I think what you saying, Glover, is you're not in the contract, you shouldn't play. But what if you are in the contract, Glover, and you got two years left, and you feel you want to renew it? Is that fair? Is that what you're not hey. saying, Glover? Or no, what I'm saying is this: if you're on the contract. When you first sign that contract, you know what you were signing for. And you know the length of the contract. Now, because you had a good sales of four-year deal, because you had a good two years, unless the organization wants to come to you and redo your contract, you should honor your contract. So Thank you. It should, That's what I've been saying, Glover. And Love and I got into it numerous times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, everybody wants to have one good year. And then they want to renegotiate. But here's the crazy part. Here's the other side. When they have a bad year, they don't say, hey, take money away from me. Right. So I think yeah. you should always honor the deal you sign. Oh, this is Galen Thaxton, and I agree with Glove. I mean, you sign, you put your your signature on that contract. You honor that contract until it's fulfilled. Once it's fulfilled, then you can go back to the team if you did good. You can go back and re-up for being the top three or top number one running back, whatever position you play, then you can go back with that leverage. But if you play, you know, a couple of seasons under a contract that's four years and then you want to renegotiate it because someone else signed a bigger contract than you, then that's stupid. I mean, that's not honoring what you signed. And, uh, you know, it's, it's ridiculous when I see players do that. That thing, like Terry said, me and him got into it many times about this. But, but, Guys, listen, so you tell me if I sign an eight-year contract and I don't know in that fifth year that I did so great and made the company this amount of money, is it wrong for me to come in and ask for a raise? Come on, if you work at a job and you keep giving this company more and more money, why is it wrong to come in and say, I want more money? There's nothing wrong with that, right? Your performance well, has been better than when you sign the contract. Just like Glover said, when you sign the contract, you got to honor that contract. And, and I got a question for you. Are we talking about Deshaun Jackson? Because I think he had some of those issues last year. And no, we, now he's all happy and the locker room's happy because he got paid. Is that what this motivation is, your Eagles and Jackson? No, we talk about Drew Brees. <laughs> we talking about Marcus Drew, you know, for the Jaguar. All these other guys that want more money that didn't perform it, that's what we talk about, Terry. It's not just the Deshaun. It's everybody else. Yeah. This is Galen Thaxton again. First of all, love. What, what, who would be stupid enough to sign an eight-year deal? You shouldn't sign that long of a contract if you figure, you know, I mean, you, you should sign a shorter length of term contract, years. four years, and then go back. But if you sign an eight-year deal, you got what you deserve. <laughs> hey, this is Eric Glover. You know what? Only James could come up with a with a question or answer. Eight years. <laughs> you know what? People people don't even stay on jobs. I sound like Jay. Well, not want people to have states, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's not like Jay. Don't want to have athletes get states. Am I right, Gail? <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't have that guy call back in. This is Eric Glover. You know what? 
it's about it's about security, and there is a little validity to what Love is saying about an eight-year deal, but no one coming out the gate. No one coming out the gate when you're a rookie is going to sign an eight-year contract unless you're a quarterback, but still you don't know the upside of that quarterback or you don't know that person's potential. So no one's going to do it, but, yeah, if you have a good couple years and the the team comes to you and wants to renegotiate, that's a good thing. But as a player, you just got to play it out. So so all you guys agree to say that you're going to play out the four-year you sign and then come back. But what if, like, that four, that fourth year, your performance went down, but your, your first three years it was so great. You losing all, right? Because I know an organization ain't going to pay you if your performance went down, right? Well, that, and you got Terry Jackson. That's why you play when you can. Well, and, and isn't that why you go out there and perform and you get better and better every year? Uh, just because you're performanceless, you're the one responsible for your performance, aren't you not? Well, let me get y'all. Let me throw out names. You guys tell me what you think. Drew Brees of the Saints. Should they pay him? Oh my God! Done? This is Galen Saxon. You know they need to pay that guy. He he's not on the contract anymore, though, right? I mean, he, his contract has expired, so he has every right to sit out and wait and hold out until they pay him the proper um, money for what he's done for that organization. I mean, come on, the, the New Orleans Saints are, are ridiculous for not paying him. You know, this is Terry Jackson. Yeah, give him the respect he deserves. Pay him. He deserves to be paid. He brought New Orleans to where they are today. Glover, uh, this. Oh, this is Eric Glover. I, I totally agree. And then let me jump one further. Think about what we were just saying about playing out the contract and things like that. Look at the year that Cam Newton had that no one expected. And think about what he signed for as a rookie. And then what year before those Sam Bradfords and all those guys had signed for before they changed the rookie agreement. So should Cam, after one year, should he go back and renegotiate his contract? Or should the front office come to him? That's well, love. I agree with you. That's that's you know he's a rookie. I can't say nothing on that. But it's kind of funny. I just got a message on here for um, Galen, and it's saying that um, what if um, Tim Tebow come back and ask for more money? He's taking all the What do you think about that, Galen? They say. Well, this is Galen's action. If he's gonna do it based on his quarterback play, well, you can't do that, Galen. Definitely can't. But based on what he did for the Bronco organization. As much money as they made off of him last year, they should have gave him a little bonus before he left. That <laughs> <laughs> almost sound like ridiculous me with that eight year contract, right? <laughs> hey, hey. hey, that's close. That's this is Eric Glover. You know what? Here's what's crazy. I kinda agree with Galen on that. What? I, I somewhat agree with Galen. Because think about think about what Evo did for Denver. Think about think about merchandising. Think about ticket sales. Think about what the team was before he started playing. That's I'm not going. I'm not going to take anything away from the defense because I think their defense was real nice. If you know John Fox as a coach, he's a defensive genius. So I'm not taking nothing away. But what he did for the for the organization, for the city of Denver, you know, and then for him to you know get you know put on the back burner and get kicked out of the out of the city of Denver like he did. I think they do owe him something. Thank you, Glove. Love, that's there what, you go. That's what I've been saying about these players. Well, I said the same thing. If they've done something for that or they made money from, why not come in and ask for more money and get something? 
I'm saying the same thing right there. Ain't that what we argued about? No. Yeah, to, to, to a certain extent, but that's not, not to that, you know, not to that effect, but, um, we're talking about, and there's a difference between somebody running out their contract and really go, you know, and, and, and then trying to get into a new contract for some bigger money holding out like Drew Brees, or you have a Deshaun Jackson who, you know, felt he's still under contract, but he feels he's worth more because this new rookie receiver that came in playing for whoever is making two or three times more than what he's making. And he's been there and he's done this and he's done that. There's a big difference there. Um, so that's our dilemma. And that's what our disagreement is. Is it, guys, isn't that the same where if you have a rookie come in, or they get drafted first round, they make it $56 million. If Galen's been at this organization for 10 years and Galen is doing great, why is that guy going to come in and make more? He ain't proven. Am I right, Galen? You ain't talking now. Well, this is Galen. No, I don't, I don't think it's fair for a rookie to come in and make more than a veteran who, who's been producing at the professional level for years. Of course not. It's not fair. And, you know, they took care of that with the new bargaining agreement to make sure that they put a cap on a rookie salary. So, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen into the future. But I don't compare those things as being the same, you know what I mean? <clears throat> you know, if you have a contract as a professional player uh, and you sign it, whether it be a four-year deal, whatever, how long it is, then you need to honor that contract. You know, the team will come to YouTube. We've seen several occasions over the last several years, especially with the salary cap. There's been salary cap victims as it relates to, you know, teams don't want to play a, a guy who has diminishing skills with that next contract, so they'll let him go based on that, so... You know, he's a salary cap victim. Uh, I, I, I don't know. What, what do you guys say on that one? Well, I, I, I understand that. Um, I, I kind of agree with that. That's, I mean, you can't sit there and say, well, you know, now that this rookie's coming into the league and he's making more money than me and I've been an all-pro or I've been, you know, whatever, and, and you should pay more money, is that not up to the to the organization to do that? I mean, are you going to stop producing and stop playing and hold out because of that? I, I don't think that's right, especially when you're in the contract. But isn't the owners all making more money than the players, and they said it's a business, so players like, hey, we only have so many years to play this sport, get the money you can. It's, it's a business. It's not about loyalty anymore, right, right. guys? It's not. And, and, I, and I understand that, and I totally agree with you. But when you sign an agreement and you sign a contract, are we talking about, you know, are we talking about morals here? Because if, if, if that's the case, yeah, morally it's messed up. You, 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 you honor your contract. Okay. But if we're talking about money in the business side of things, hey, do what you want. That, that, that's what they're doing anyway. I mean, they're, they're trying to renegotiate in the middle of, of these contracts and, and saying, no, you know what? I deserve more than that because look at what this kid's doing. Look at what that kid's doing. He's just coming into the league. I've given you, you know, four or five years and, and, and I made the Pro Bowl. You know, two of those years, you should give me at least that much. Isn't that kind of what you said, Eric? And what, in college too, they make all this money off people. Look, you say with um, the running back um, for San Diego, they had all these T-shirts selling them, making money. He got nothing though, right? So why right. is it not fair for him when he's playing? They get more money because they making more money off him, right? Well, you, you got to. You're, you're talking college in the NFL. You know, everybody's still stuck in college because I signed a contract, which you, which we all signed to go to college and play football. We signed a contract, which was our scholarship, to play four years. And within that scholarship, there were certain provisions that didn't allow us 
to, to get money and be compensated and things like that. Now you're talking about a professional contract where the stipulations are, are salary-based for performance, you know. And, and in the CBA, what Galen was talking about, there's provisions for players to get things with uh, TV revenue and things like that. But that's all wrapped up in the contract, you know. And, and here we're, we're talking about should a rookie make more than a veteran? No, it shouldn't. But then also veterans got to remember once they were also rookies. So they wanted to get the maximum amount they can get as a rookie because they didn't know what their projected future was. So so it's one of those situations where it's a it's a catch-22. As a rookie, you want as much as you can, but then as a veteran, you also want more than a rookie is getting. So which side is right, which side is wrong? Mm-hmm. So isn't that what Terry said? These people that have been there three years, See somebody come in making more than them. Am I right, Terry? And now they're like, man, I want to redo my contract. Why this guy making more than me? And I've been here improving myself. Right, but just like Weber said, you you know, you were a rookie at one point in time as well, and you probably got the maximum of what you could get, or, or, you know, at the time. But that doesn't mean that now that this rookie here coming in is going to, you know, that's making more than what you're making. That doesn't mean that you should go back and renegotiate. Because your time has passed. Now, I would leave that up to the team and the organization. But, I mean, the individual is free to do what he wants. And they have been. And that's been, you know, the reason why they're holding out and, and such. But, I mean, what do you do? Just like I said, it's Catch-22. I, I totally agree with that. Well, I just think that, you know, if you sign a deal and you're making – whatever amount of money you're making. Obviously, if you signed it, you thought it was fair at the time, you know. So you're you're going by that when you signed it. Now you're looking at other people and saying, well, I'm not getting paid enough. You know, to me, that's that just it's just not right. You know, I mean, you signed it, you pay, you know, you play it out, and then hopefully you can have the, you still have the talent and the ability to, to sign another contract and play that one out as well. You know, and so, you know, the only thing about the NFL that's hard is that every other sport, as it relates to, like, baseball or basketball, have guaranteed money. The only guaranteed money that you have in professional football is the signing bonus. So, you know, you sign for five, six, ten million dollars, that's your money. Uh, and so you, that's the guarantee. Otherwise, the other parts of the contracts aren't guaranteed. And so that's what makes it a little bit more difficult for football than it does other sports. That's good that you said that, Gavin. I probably agree with you on one thing, you know. But that that's our break. That brings in what Terry was talking about. When is your time is done and it's up and you should get out of the league? And we're going to talk about Ocho Cinco, guys, when we come back for a break. What you guys think about him going to another team? His performance is down, I think. And, you know, we'll see what you guys think about. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, 
and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com, your national resource for youth and high school football. First and 10 Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard hitting radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard hitting radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk. Co-host T. Jackson, and we got... Both Galen back there, and then we got a best buddy, Eric Glover from San Diego. I hate when we go to break, because you guys always got jokes on me, so I don't think we'll take any more breaks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all right, though. But, guys, we'll, we'll, before we went off break, Terry had made a good comment, you know, talking about, you know, when is these um, veterans' time is done, you know. So I want to talk about Ocho Cinco, just released from the Patriots. Didn't do nothing with him last year with the Patriots. I thought his time was done. But, you know, now he's signed with the Miami Dolphins. Don't you think? I think Keith Fire said it last week, guys, that um, you got to know when the fame and glory is over and when to quit. What do you guys think about Ocho Cinco? Well, this is Terry. Um, I think he's a good receiver. I think his his time is running out. Um, these guys get these shows and stuff and these reality shows. I think they put more work into that than they actually do their craft. And I think that's what hurts them and slows them down. But Ocho was on his way out. He couldn't apparently learn the, the playbook. Uh, he was there for over a year last year, and now here at training camp, he don't know the he, he don't know the playbook. Uh, to me, that just it's a lack of effort. That's that's a lack of, uh, of of responsibility on his part because this is supposed to be his number one money maker right here, not the you know not the reality shows and who he's getting married to and all that good stuff. I think that. Uh, you know, just like T.O., that just throws a kink in things. Glover, Galen? This is Galen. You know, the the knock that I've heard just through, you know, ESPN and whatever 
is that uh, he had a hard time learning the playbook. And, uh, you know, I know with Belichick, he was uh, my coach uh, when I was in um, New York. You know, they they have a very complex system, you know. But, I mean, you need to be able to do what the playbook calls for. And if you can't do it, you can't you can't do it at 100%. And, therefore, you know, you can't use all your athletic ability if you don't know what you're doing. So I think he might still have a little bit of gas left in that tank, and he may be able to benefit going to Miami. Obviously, they thought he could. So, uh, you know, I think he still has a little bit left in him. Okay, well, he was there for a whole year. You mean to tell me that from all the last year until training camp this year, he couldn't learn the playbook? Well, I think they didn't trust him enough. You know, I mean, the coaches got to believe in you, and they won't put you on the field if they don't trust you. So, again, you know, uh, a lot of that may have to do with him, but I don't think it had to do with his ability. I think it had to – they just didn't trust him enough that he could do the right things on the field. And so uh, that's why he didn't play that much, and he wasn't effective. So I still think physically he can, he can probably still do it, but maybe in just a different system. Yeah, I almost like Terry Gaylin. That was a whole year. But you guys already jinxed me, and I got uh, got Caller on the line. I got Catherine on the line. Catherine, you there? I am. Hi. How you doing? Hello. I'm good. How are you guys? Good. You have a question? Oh, there's a good I... one, because the guy's already been killing me about the lover. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question. It might be off your subject, but... Um... I kind of want to know what you guys think about these players skipping their training camp to try to get a different contract. And I guess it stems from. I have a, a opinion on that, but I, I guess I'll I'll see where you guys um, lie on that first. What is your guy? Go ahead. What is my opinion? Sure. Yes. Well, and and this is a girl talking that's you know learning sports from the great James Loving, so I'm a newbie. But I, I don't understand why people aren't waiting till their contracts up to renegotiate or start renegotiating before that time rather than affecting the whole team by, you know, uh, boycotting or whatever they're doing to get more money. Um, and I guess it stems from some of the players are saying because, you know, they're superstars and they deserve more. I'm not disputing the, the money aspect of how much they deserve, but... When they suck, you know, do they have to pay the franchise back any of their contract money? You know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Go ahead, guys. I'm going to light up there later. Go ahead. This is this is Eric Glover. Uh, everything you said. By the way, how you doing, Mrs. Loving? Great to hear your voice today. We was we was wondering if you was coming on with us today. We appreciate it. Every Everything you're saying is, is absolutely right. Um, it does kind of mess up the chemistry of the team when guys don't show up for training camp. But also, you got to look at it: if guys aren't under contract, they shouldn't show up because of the aspect of them getting hurt, and then the team won't resign them to the money they think that they're owed. But if they are under contract, they should have themselves in training camp to better the team chemistry, um, as well as. You know, just their the overall. Okay, I can I can agree with that. Any no other questions? Uh, hello. Hello. 
I just totally don't agree. You know, all these other guys agree with that. I don't agree. I think, you know, if your performance is up, why not go in there and ask for a raise and get more money? You know, you're doing a job, you're doing it well, and you exceeded what you did on that contract. They say score 10 touchdowns, you scored 15. Why not go in and ask for more money for scoring 15? What's wrong with that, guys? The reason you can't do that is because it's not in the contract. I mean, if they said in the contract, hey, if you know what, if you do this or you do that, then maybe we can renegotiate. That's a whole nother story. But, love, you sign the contract, man, you play it out. You've got to play out your contract. You sign it. That's an agreement on the dotted line. That's the way it is. You should not be able to say, okay, well, now I don't want to, I just, I want to void this contract out. I know I signed and we had an agreement. Well, we no longer have an agreement. That's not the way business is done. Yeah, but if your contract saying, okay, uh, if you get, Say ten touchdowns and you play sixty percent, and you you exceeded that. So what you saying? You're not going to play harder to do more because you know you ain't going to get no more money those years. That's what I'm saying. You know, you'll say they go, well, I'm not going to do it because I already done what I'm supposed to do, so I made that amount of money. So I'm gonna wait this contract. Then I work harder to do something. Is that what you're saying? But you're not paid per yardage or touchdown or whatever your skill is. You're paid according to the, what that contract says until it's fulfilled. Why sh- uh, you sure you may go back and renegotiate, but why should you um, you are stop paid. doing your job? Galen, aren't you paid with incentives or what you do, right, Galen? So actually, uh, Love, I was about to say that, so you answered your own question. So the question was that you know shouldn't you be able to renegotiate? Well, they build into the contract incentives. So if you exceed uh, what you what what your expectations were, if you're a pro bowler, if you have so many touchdowns. You get paid for those things. And so so as you perform better, you make even more money under your current contract. And so you get paid then. So when you have a contract in place, if it's two more years you honor that, if you continue to exceed expectations, then your current contract, based on incentives, will also pay you more. So that's why I don't understand, you know, why should somebody be able to go back in and, and change the deal that they had already signed prior because they already built into the contract incentives so that if you do exceed expectations, you get paid more. So y'all agreeing with her? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes what's we gonna are. Ha- what's going to happen to, uh, I believe his last name is Jones Drew, correct me if I'm wrong. wrong. What's going to happen to him if he you know, stops working all, all together? He hasn't shown up for training camp. Well, he—he's. This is Galen, and and he's missing some mandatory meetings, so he can get fined for that. You know, when you have a contract in place, then as you if you sit out training camp, then they dock you pay money. Yeah, yeah, they dock you pay, and so each day that you sit out, you're losing money under your current contract that you could never get back. So that's another reason why you shouldn't do that. Uh, is that you lose money that that's yours already? and trying to get more money that you may not ever get. So, you know, I think it's, it's just counterproductive. You know, and I want to say something on that, Galen. You're saying, you know, you got a contract, and you exceed that contract. What is wrong with coming back saying I want money or, you know, and, you know, what is wrong with that? You guys act like it's something wrong. But if I bust my butt and work hard and get out there and produce more than what I'm supposed to do or, or what you put in that contract, what is wrong with saying, hey, can you pay me a little bit more? This is what it, you make it sound like. You make it sound like, you know, a kid comes to their parents and asks, can I have this? And they say, no, but I've been good. I understand that. But no, you can't have this candy. 
and then you go and throw a fit. That's basically what these football players are doing. They're signing a contract. They know what the expectations are, and then they're coming in and saying, you know what, I don't like that. I think I want more money. You can ask, but if you're told no, then the answer should be no. That's right. That's exactly what I was going to say, Terry. This is good. Good enough. You can ask. There's nothing wrong with asking, but the answer is probably going to be no, you can't have no more candy and go on about your business. But if you're going to throw a tantrum and sit out and not going to come to the dinner table, then that's your problem. But, yeah. but but what Terry's saying is, and I agree, but what I'm saying to you is, if you're sitting there and telling me that I bust my butt harder than I'm supposed to bust my butt, you're not supposed to be rewarded? You do reward. You want a dog. When they do a trick, you give them another treat, right? No, but love, you're a football player. You're playing the game of football the way you can and the way you know how to play it. You're not doing any more than any of the rest of them guys out there on that football field. Okay, because you might be producing, and the ball might come to you, and you can catch some. You, you know, you, you you score five, six, seven touchdowns more than than, than the next guy. What you're not necessarily doing anything any different. I mean, you know, you're running your routes. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. Why should you get any more money for doing what you're supposed to do? When you know, when I mean, the kid comes home and they know what's expected. You, you need to bring me when, a and you bring me A's and B's because that's expected, not because you're looking for, for something extra. Now, if I want to give you something extra, that's that's different. Well, totally agree. When did all this change? When the players felt the owners had no loyalty. Am I right? Now you start seeing players trying to renegotiate contract. Am I right about that? Hey, look, the bottom line is this, and we keep saying it over and over. <laughs> Mrs. Loving came on the line and said the same thing over and over. <laughs> it's a contract. You sign a contract. You, whatever the stipulations of the contract are, they're binding. If you have a four-year deal, if in two years you perform well, you go to the front office and say, hey, you know what, I think I should renegotiate. They say, you know what, now is not the time for us to renegotiate. Let's see what you do next year. You go to next year and you do well. And they still don't want to renegotiate. They say, well, hey, you know what, if you perform one more year up to the expectation or beyond than what you've done in the three previ- previous years, we'll talk about it. So guess what? You go out the fourth year and perform again. Now, you know what you do? Now, see, you have the leverage because now your contract is up like Drew Brees. So who has the leverage? I do. My contract is done. Now, I'm going to make them pay for me for them years that they don't, they didn't want to resign me as opposed to, in the middle of my contract, leaving money on the table to try to get more money. Now, see, you got to pay. Yeah, you know, now you have to pay because my contract is done. You know, you look at Drew Brees. His contract is up. They'd be a complete fool not to resign that dude to maximum money. Because I guarantee you there's some other sharks in the water waiting, lying in wait for Drew Brees. Yeah. Well, Catherine, thanks for calling in and start trouble, you know, with this. <laughs> well, well, honey, I, I love you. I just want to let you know, though, when you ask for that candy, don't feel fit when I say no. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we know you like candy, Catherine. Bye, bye, everybody. Have a great day. Okay, see you. Yeah. Thanks for calling well, we in, Catherine. We have another we call on the line. I think they dropped. Not told me they dropped, but. I'm going to have my girlfriend call. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have my girlfriend call her. That's your call. Hey, 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 wait a minute. My nine-year-old daughter's in the car. Let me let her say something. 
<laughs> Actually, we had Terry Jackson Jr. on the ride. He dropped his call, so hopefully he'll call back in. Terry, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see what this going to be like. Everybody got jokes today, huh? But anyway. So, hey, you know, let me say something real quick, and we're not going to break. When you guys are talking about Chad Ocho Cinco, this is Eric Glover. Here's the thing. Does, does Chad have something left in the tank? Yes. How much, we don't know yet. When he was in New England, everybody talked about him not learning the playbook. But you but you also got to look at where he came from, which was Cincinnati, where he didn't have to learn the playbook, where he went on his natural ability and his talent. So all those years in Cincinnati crippled him because Marvin Lewis never made him learn the play. So now you go into an organization like New England, where they run on structure, Chad's not used to structure. Chad's used to doing what he wants to do. The other side of the coin is this. Wes Welker was a slot guy, the same position that Chad played. So by Chad not learning the plays and Wes Welker playing the way he was playing, who is Chad going to move? Who is Chad going to move off the field? He's not going to move the the Brickowski. He's not going to move Wes Welker. Hernandez, what position can Chad... What, what position can he play not knowing plays? Well, <laughs> and I agree. I'm with you on that game. I mean, Gary, but Gary wants to think, I'm like, Terry, you there a whole year. How can you not learn the plays? Come on, Galen. It's not I mean, that hard to learn. Yeah, that's correct. You should, he, he, he should have put in the time to learn those plays so he right. can have a job. That's, that, that's my thing. I mean, right. he's at a great organization. They have a great offense. They have a great defense. He has a chance to, to possibly be in the Super Bowl. Um, why would you not put forth all your effort? into doing that. Maybe he has a learning disability. Yeah. Have y'all thought about that? Yeah, but if you have a learning disability, you How long has he been in the league? Like like Glove said, this is Galen, (laughs) like Glove said, I mean, he's never had to learn plays. He's always done on his athletic ability. So, you know, I mean, when you come to a place with structure, like the New England Patriots, then it makes it a little bit more. It's probably humbling for him, I know. Okay, Galen, well, who's at fault? Is it the system that's at fault now, or is it Chad's fault? It's Chad's right. fault. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, it's Chad's fault. I'm not saying it's Belichick. And, and, and he's they, made it to yeah, where they went to the Super Bowl millions and millions him. of people no. wish they could have made it to. Yeah. Just on his natural athletic ability. And you mean to tell me that he doesn't put forth that effort to get some tutoring to figure out how to learn the place? I mean, that's what he should have done, you know, if that's the case. If he has a learning disability with all the millions of dollars that he got paid in the NFL and he wants millions more, you would think that he would uh, say, hey, I need some help. I need a little extra help over here. Come in before school or, or stay after school. That's what you do. Yes, yeah, I agree. I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that I think he still has some in, something in the tank and that he may be able to help the Miami Dolphins out. That was the question. Yeah. I'm just answering that. I'm not saying what happened. <laughs> if, if the problem is that he didn't learn the playbook, I don't know if it's because of his learning disability or he didn't put in the effort or it's just yeah. too complicated or whatever the situation may be. I'm just saying that he still has something in the tank, I think, and he could help out the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. All I'm saying is when he was in Cincinnati, this is Air Glover, when he was in Cincinnati, let's think about the routes that Chad Johnson ran. Wasn't, wasn't, nothing, wasn't nothing difficult about those routes. Either ran them little shorts, or he ran a street, or he ran a, a skinny post. He had like three or four routes that he ran for his entire career in Cincinnati. So, 
So when you're asking TJ said who's at fault, I think it's the system because they never made him learn more than four routes or five routes. And then I think it's him just going on his pure athletic ability, not wanting to learn because he felt he was so athletic that he didn't have to learn the playbook. Let's take another break and then we'll come back. We'll let you finish on that glove. That's a good point. But still, I'm like, um, Terry, you know, you got to learn it. How hard is it to learn and get, get help to learn, stay after with the quarterback. But then when we come back, we want to talk about um, Oklahoma and the Miami Heat because I know the Heat is Terry's team. Uh, Glover hates the Heat, and we're going to see what Galen is. You know, Galen could be anywhere off the chart. He might be a, uh, <laughs> our, what, a Golden State Warrior. You know, anything come up with Galen. Hey, whatever team Tebow's playing on, that's who Galen is. <laughs> All right, honey, I'll let you know when we got Galen Girlfriend online, so we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Sports have become a big part of everyone's lives today. We all have that team that we live and breathe to follow. We watch hours of football on TV, play Madden sports on our gaming system, and our wives can't seem to tear us from the couch. If this sounds like you, or if you're a football wife who wants a few words, we want to hear from you. Listen for Life, Love, and Sports, featuring your host, Ron Dixon. Ron takes you inside the world of sports and finds out what you, the fan, are talking about today. Listen Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Uh, this is James Loving with Loving That Sports Talk. You know what? It's crazy how you guys just keep getting on me about. Well, that's all right. I, I can take it. I can take. It. But you know what? We got uh, Sean Wiggins on hold. Oh, nice. Sean, you there? 
I'm here. How you doing, Mr. Loving? How you doing today? Oh, I'm just doing all right, you know, trying to enjoy the, the nice summer, you know. So we got Glover, Galen, and T. Jackson on the line. We'll talk about oh, man. coming those, back. Those with. What right there. <laughs> What's up, fellas? What's up, Sean? How you What's doing, man? How you doing? Keith Jackson, you said? Ocho Cinco. All right, all right. Wish. Yes, sir. We were talking about Ocho Cinco coming back to play for the Dolphins. What's your take on that? Coming back to play for the Dolphins. Dolphins. Uh, you know, um, he definitely still has some um, athletic ability left, some, some, some talent left, you know, just a matter of um, getting into the system. That's how I see it, you know what I mean? It's just like what Terry said. You can't learn to play. So what you gonna do with that? Well, you know, at that level, you know, um, I feel like a lot of stuff is. Uh, well, we all know it's all about money, you know. So uh, that's why he can get in there for the, for the uh, right money. You know, a lot of times you you just simplify things for guys that have that have problems with on plays. You know, that's why he can stress the field and and uh, make it different with one or two plays in a game. You know, that can that can be, uh, determine the outcome of a game. You know what I mean? This is Terry. What I'm saying is, in order to do that, you, you've got to be on the top of your game. It does, you know. We're, we talk about all the athletic ability in the world, but unless you put forth the effort to to learn your plays and to you know to know your routes and be able to master those routes and and, and do repetition, how I'm are you ever going to be? I totally agree with that. And, and that's, I that's totally agree with I don't that. Think from the question that Mr. Levin gave me as far as him getting back into the game, when I think about it, that's just what I think as far as, you know, relating to a guy having a problem with the plays. Um, you know, I think if he went in there for a smaller amount of money, you know, that they can fit him into that, into that salary cap, I mean, I think they'll take a chance on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he goes in there woofing, you know, hey, I want this amount and that amount and can't learn the plays, you know, which some guys do, but they think they're all that, you know, and uh, then it becomes a problem. Well, here's my thing. You know what? You guys are talking about Ocho or Chad Johnson. I always, uh, when he was in New England, I always go back to Randy Moss. How Everybody always talks about how much of a problem Randy Moss was on all the different organizations. Mm-hmm. And then when he went to New England, how he excelled in New England. Now, Randy Moss was from Marshall. Randy Moss learned to play. Randy Moss fit in the system. Right, Randy Moss right. contributed to the organization and to the team. So mm-hmm. what's the difference between Randy Moss contributing and Chad Ochocinco not contributing? I'm telling you, it's, it's Chad wasn't going to jump in front of Wes Welker. Yeah. And Chad wasn't going to get in front of Grakowski. What they thought Chad could do was they thought he could stretch the field. Exactly. Not that exactly. Fast. He's not that fast. He's not a he's not a deep threat. He's nowhere in the same ballpark as Randy Moss. So why was he on the sideline? Part of it was he couldn't learn the plays, and they use that as an excuse. Well, he don't know the playbook. He couldn't learn the plays, but the, the reason was he could not stretch the field. New England needed a, a receiver that could stretch the field. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Chad Johnson. Why do you think they went back and got Branch? Branch could stretch the field. Yeah, but. but but Glover, my point is what Galen was saying, and I still don't agree. I like this three with Galen, but what Terry and then Sean kind of went both ways was you when you you have the athletic ability, you have to play, but you could still have that. You could still be fit, but you can't play the game. You know what I'm saying? 
you're done playing it. Like Terry say, you can't learn to play. I don't care how athletic you are. You can't play the game because the game ain't about being athletic. Is it, guys? It's about mental. So this is Eric again, and I hate to cut you guys, but look at certain organizations allow you to be super athletic and give by. Now, there's other organizations that hold you accountable for everything. New England being one of those I organizations. I agree with that one. I agree with that. New England being one of those organizations where they hold you to the highest expectations of your ability, being mental, being physical. But there's other organizations that accept less. We don't want to talk about Raiders and, and Cincinnati's <laughs> and organizations like that where you can go out and create mayhem and be a butthole in the streets and in society. But as long as you show up on Sunday, that's all that's right. important. This is well, game. I absolutely agree with Glove on that. And also, you know, I mean, there's not too many organizations that hold you to the standards that New England does. And hence, since Belichick's been there, that organization's been the, probably the best organization in the National Football League. So, you know, how many, you know, what, if, if you go back, Loving, and think when you got drafted, what did people draft on? They didn't draft on people's brightness or even their football IQ. They drafted on how fast you ran the 40, how that, was your vertical, how did you do the shuttle drills. That's what they drafted you on was the athletic ability. Even if mm-hmm. you could not catch a ball, if you ran a 4-2, they're going to draft right. you because they figure they can teach you how to catch a ball. Exactly. exactly. And so, you know, I mean, they're drafting on athletic ability. And so, and then they will not give up on you if they invest the money on you because they want to teach you how to do it if you have those abilities. So, again, you know, I have to disagree with you, which is most of the time, is that you might as well jump off that ship, man. It's just about, it's about athletic ability. Yeah. Well, you know what? I have to um, thank you for calling in with because I need your line because we got another caller calling in. But, you hear that, Sean? I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I want to thank you for calling in. I got to get you a line because we got another caller calling in. Okay, sounds great. It was a good time. Sure. I appreciate that. Take care, All right, I'll call her. Call her Are you there? you have a question? Yes. Hi, James. Uh, this is Ann. And um, it's a great show, and I'm really enjoying the animated discussion. <laughs> but um, I had a question for you. Okay. If a professional football player gets hurt during a game and the problem becomes chronic, um, how far into the future does the team's health insurance cover the player after the player no longer works for the team? Well, Gayla, you want to go? Because, I mean, different injuries, like with my injury, with my knee, I have a lifetime thing that they can, you know, anything I need done with my knee, you know, I can go and get taken care of by that. So I don't know all the other aspects. Do you know, Galen? Yeah, it just depends, uh, you know, uh, what type of injury you sustain and then, you know, teams aren't allowed to cut you if you were injured under a contract, but they can negotiate a settlement with you. So uh, if you, you know, if you get injured and they feel like you won't be able to recover from it, then they can negotiate a settlement based on what your contract was. And then if both teams, if both sides agree on it, then they'll, you know, they'll settle the, the claim. Also, you can make a, a, a settlement based on a lifetime of, them paying for that injury if it's going to be something like that. Or you can settle based on future injuries so they pay you a large lump sum, and then as you move into the future, then you would take care of any uh, responsibility for your knee if you take a big lump sum. You can also go back 
and do a workman's compensation claim because you're physically unable to perform at that level so you can file a workman's compensation claim in the state that you're in and also get a lump sum judgment from that as well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. And I'm glad there's coverage. It's, and this is, Eric, it's just like having a job. If you're on your job and you get injured, uh-huh. you'll, get di- you'll get disability or you'll get insurance. And then if you can't come back to work, you know, within a certain period of time, uh-huh. they'll come to an agreement with you, a financial agreement. Or if they let you go, like they were saying, you'll have uh-huh. insurance up for like a year and a half, which is that COBRA insurance and all that. All right. And then after that, you have to get your own insurance. You're yeah. on your own, buddy. And one other thing, too, <laughs> okay. what they do is also some players, especially if you're a superstar or a high echelon player where you make a lot of money, a lot of those players purchase insurance on themselves. It's called Lloyds of London. Um, they specialize in insurance, and so if they're injured in the field and they can no longer perform to that level anymore, then they can apply for the benefits under that insurance policy, which is millions of dollars that they would collect from Lloyds of London. Oh, okay. Now, Ann, I don't know about the things with the head concussion, how that working now, Galen. I know it's like, you know, a lot of people filing claims on like that, but mm-hmm. isn't that like a, a health problem that the players have? Well, what that is, is it's a class action suit, and there's several of them out there in which several players are joined in at the different class action suits against the NFL for the concussions and stuff like that. So that's still in litigation and so forth, and I'm sure there will be a settlement based on whatever happens. And, you know, really the only person that wins, and the only people that win in a class action suit really are the attorneys because they take the majority of the money and then, well, they take a third of the money and then the rest is for the players, whoever, and that's divvied out. And it's, it's not a whole bunch of money that they get. The lawyers really win on that. But it helps future protection for players in the future, and maybe they'll take care of their head injuries a little bit better. So, Okay. Well, thank you all very much. It's very interesting. Thank you for calling in, Ann. Okay. Good question. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Hello? Love, uh, I think you might have dropped. Yeah. We got four minutes to close. Who y'all picked for the Oklahoma Miami Heat series? Who won go first? This is Galen. Since you guys, you know who everybody else is picking. I'm, I got Miami. LeBron get that monkey off his back. You know, last night was the first game, and Oklahoma did what they're supposed to do. I think, you know, if, if Miami can get one in uh, in Oklahoma this next game and then go back, I think that Oklahoma probably can get one in Miami. So uh, then it will be the two-game series going back to Oklahoma. So, you know, it, I think hopefully it will go seven. That's what I want to see. Hey, this is Terry. I, I, I'd like to see LeBron get some more help. Um, it's almost like he's playing back in Cleveland again. Um, D Wade's struggling. Um, I don't know why the coach isn't starting to bush um to spread the floor a little bit for him, but I'd like to see uh I'd like to see him do that. I think they'll get him. Uh at least I'm pulling for him too. It might go it might go seven though. Hey, this is Eric Glover. Hey you guys, stop stop fooling yourself. <laughs> Dwayne Wade is done. LeBron don't have the killer gene. Thank Durant's you, gonna kill him. Durant's gonna Durant gonna have a fifty game night this next one. Thanks, I got Glover. I got OKC sweeping them. Lord, Glover, Woo, I'm glad you on the line. Over there. I don't think they're gonna do that. OKC, 
nobody has an answer for Kevin Durant, which is going to go down in the history as the best basketball player ever, surpass Kobe, surpass Jordan, surpass all of them. At oh, come on, come on, Glow. At come on, Glow. At 23, <laughs> 23, three straight scoring titles. The man averages 30 points a game. Nobody's ever coming to the league and doing what that young man is doing. Give him his credit. Four quarters. The league has only. changed level since Jordan was in there. Come on now. Yeah, you know, I think I, I, I think they're going to build the dynasty with that team. You must have spoken something too, because you just said better than. Did you say better than Jordan and Kobe? Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah he did. He made a mistake there, Galen. This has to be scoring title. Hey, he made a mistake, Galen. That's past my eight-year contract, don't we, Galen? That's the eight-year contract there. I just carry Glove. I think you're right, though. They are going to have a good team for a long time. Yeah, and um, they they don't have an answer for Durant. He's too long. He's too tall. Uh, his release is too too high, and he can get to the basket. Um, the only setback is if Westbrook. Westbrook's going to have to learn uh, to be Batman and and not always or to be Robin and not always try to be Batman. And they can yeah. go a lot farther. I just hope that they don't fall into that Kobe Shaq thing and uh, and ruin ruin that team because they could go for a long time. I think what's going to hurt them is a the small market. Yeah. Well, small market. I think them. that, you know, they're a jump-shooting team. I mean, you don't see them finishing at the bucket a lot. So, again, I mean, Westbrook is hitting his little jump shot, and, 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 and uh, you know, uh, Durant is hitting his shots and stuff. But they they got to go cold. There's no way that they're going to continue to hit those jump shots, like especially with somebody in their face. It's not going to happen. So I, I think it's a seven-game series for sure. Hey guys, next week when we're on the show, let's see what game two and three done. So um, <laughs> thank you guys again for being on. This is James Loving, co-host Terry Jackson, other host Gayla Saxon, and we have main man from Diego, Eric Glover. We'll be on next week. Tune in. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.